and we're back with a new episode. What's up, everybody? I'm your host, Natalie Nadine, and welcome back to another episode of Unapologetically Her, the podcast that's for her by her. Unapologetically Her was designed to be a safe space for young women navigating the challenges of adulthood. No longer will we apologize for making choices, whether right or wrong. Instead, we will own our truths unapologetically. Created to tackle all things female, the podcast also features women of influence in lifestyle and entertainment to empower, embrace, and educate the ladies of today's society. For today's episode, I would like to welcome Carrie Elise, an up-and-coming journalist with a passion for radio broadcasting. Today, we will be discussing mental health and navigating through life. Welcome to the podcast. Hi. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. I love that that just came in <laughs> it's so innocent right i'm like hold up wait no who, who is on my show that don't sound like her <laughs> so before we get into anything carrie tell them who you are how they can follow you support you girl this is your time promote thyself okay so as natalie mentioned i'm up-and-coming journalist uh passion for radio I'm really hoping to get into the the field of more like motivational speaking. So that's why like my the topic that we're going to discuss like comes into play because it's one of the things that I'm really passionate about uh, as it relates to where to find me. You can find me on Instagram at Carrie Lee's. Nice, nice. So before we get into, you know, the depths of today's topic, I always like to start off with this question of how are you? We're coming out of a time of a really trying two years with the pandemic and pretty much life just going up and down, really so like a, or like a roller coaster. So how are you? How are you feeling? How are you doing today? Um, I'm doing so much better compared to, I want to say, a year ago, like last year this time. Last year this time, I was struggling a lot Mm. (laughs) uh which we'll kind of get into when I when we start talking but yeah I'm doing really good things have just been really well like it's I'm like now I'm not trying to be like you know when people tell you you need to have like a positive mindset where it's like toxic toxic positivity it's kind of like I'm trying to be positive but at the same time like if things happen that kind of put you on a path that you didn't expect it's like okay life happens so um, I'm, I'm doing pretty good oh you already just struck a question in my mind and I'm just gonna backpedal <laughs> for a bit toxic positivity can you can you explain that a little bit yeah so a lot of the times people try to especially if you tell someone there's something going on in your life like you're dealing with a lot they try to tell you about tell you to oh you need to like cheer up like life is life life is short like they try to tell you to you know they try to push you to to I don't know how to get to where it was like to be be more more positive like that it's like redundant but yeah it's like they're not really trying to understand where you're coming from it's just like I just feel like they're overstepping kind of it's kind of like they're dismissing that's the word dismissing what you're talking about and it's like okay just get over it it's it sounds good but what they're telling you but at the same time the undertone it's kind of like just just get over what you're doing yeah like we're gonna sidestep you don't you don't your problems aren't as big as mine or that next person exactly like chin up girl you got this (laughs) (laughs) 
like you. I've never like you always hear about things like toss, um, toxic masculinity and stuff like that. But toxic positivity, yeah. <gasps> I like that. Yeah. Not that not for you, Sorry. but like in general, I like like <laughs> the term. Appreciate. <laughs> <laughs> so going back to the topic of discussion today, we're talking about mental health and navigating through life. So can you tell me why you chose this topic and how you relate to it? Now, mind you, when guests come onto the show, I actually tell them to pick a topic that they want to discuss because this is usually something that they're very passionate about, they have experience in, and something that they would want to teach our listeners and our viewers if you are watching, depending on the episode. So yeah, Carrie, tell me why you chose this topic and how you relate to it. Yeah, so the topic is mental health uh, and dealing like dealing with that through life. And I believe that this topic is very relevant to today's society. While the conversations over the years, it has grown, like there's some progress to it. It's Yeah, there's some progress to it. I feel like it's important that we keep having these conversation and starting it, like coming on podcasts, like this definitely helps. For me personally, I've struggled with mental health issues and it wasn't until like three years ago that I came to fully understand what it is that I was dealing with. And ever since, I've been extremely passionate about it, especially after feeling like I was being invalidated a lot for the most of my for most of my life. So yeah, it's definitely one of the reasons why I wanted to speak about it here. And you're talking about um, not really knowing you've been dealing with this for a while, and this is something we hear a lot, whether it's from you know a friend, a family member strangers they seem to all have that same narrative like they didn't know that they were going through this and like when did that point of realization come to you it wasn't so much of a realization like yeah you 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 can see that you're not doing well like you're not moving through life like a normal person Mm -hmm. should uh so it wasn't until for me it affects my school life a lot so it wasn't until that I saw that it was really affecting that, that I kind of went to like my program coordinator and we kind of had this conversation and he was like, you need to go see a counselor. And I was like, you know what? It, like I'm Caribbean. And a lot of the times there's a stigma behind speaking to a therapist and like a counselor and how only like mad people <laughs> talk to those people. So I was kind of skeptics over the first time when my my program coordinator told me he was um I was like hey you know what I'm gonna do because I I I'm not okay and I went and that's when I was diagnosed with uh chronic anxiety and mild depression oh, wow. and I was like oh like this this makes sense like I know and then like me I love researching so as soon as I got this diagnosis I just went ham on researching. And I kind of get to, got to understand, like, what I was dealing with. And it kind of took me back to, like, back in the day, like, when I was younger and, like, before I moved to Canada and, like, how I was dealing with these things. And I didn't know that this is what I was dealing with. I just felt like, you know, which I'll, I'll get into more. But, yeah, I was just like, yeah, so this is what's happening. It's It's crazy. Oh, wow. You know what? I like the fact that one, the fact that you took it upon yourself to really go to your coordinator and the fact that it wasn't dismissed because they could have been like, oh, yeah, you're just going through it. It's like, you know, semester jitters or whatever, just from exams. But to actually be properly diagnosed, that that takes a lot of strength. If it's one thing that I can commend my school, my past school, because you girls, 
done. Yes. But yeah, I want to big up Humber. It's the excellence for me. Because my, my program coordinator, he he is such an, like, a great guy. Like, he looks out for you. And, like, the communication is it's amazing. So, yeah, it, um, a lot of the time professors are dismissive. And he wasn't and isn't still. So, yeah, I love that about them. Oh, I love that. For you know, shout outs to Humber. They get a little free promo. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> But see, it's the real ones. When you have those kind of adults in your life, and sometimes you find these connections outside of your norms, right? Most people think you're going to go to family, your mom, your dad, brother or sister. And she found this within a counselor at her school. Sometimes you find this within the stranger down the street. You really don't know who will help you to self-actualize and really see what's going on around you. Exactly. So I want you to kind of tell us, because you mentioned this earlier, it's important to have these conversations, especially on platforms like these. So explain to us the importance of having this conversation. Why is it so important? And especially now more than before. Yeah. So like I mentioned, like when I used to live back home as a child, I didn't know what I was dealing with. And I feel like if I had these conversations, if more people were educated on it, we'd have like parents like educating their children on it and under helping them to understand what they're dealing with. Growing up, I'm 27, three years ago, like 20, and that's when I started on at 24. I was understanding why I act the way I act, why, how I'm co- like, how I cope, like stuff like that. So I feel like having this conversation kind of helps bring help bring awareness mm-hmm. kind of not kind of it does uh and it not only what am I trying to say <laughs> yeah yeah you so growing up you're kind of like confused by certain behaviors and that you might display so it kind of helps you to also like grant yourself grace because I remember as a child I would beat myself a lot because for the most part, I used to get told a lot that I was so lazy. Mm. And now I realize that it's literally because I have really bad anxiety to the point where like it drain, it's so draining that I literally will sleep through the day or like it, it's terrible. So it, it kind of, it helps you to understand why you need to give yourself grace as well as it helps you to help people around you understand why they need to give you grace as well. that that really just took me by surprise just now we were talking about like you know in a sense where people just thought you were lazy and sometimes it's those minor in a sense actions or attitudes where people just think oh you know she's acting up or she's being stubborn or she's stush or like you said you're she's being lazy it's like no there's so many there could be so many other underlying issues yeah that could be the case for some people but that's not the case for everyone and we can't generalize people so the fact that from, in a sense, quote unquote, being lazy to actually having, I will say this mental health struggle, mental illness, sometimes that's a very strong word to play with, but to be battling those yeah. things, it's just like, wow, it's really is just like, we kind of just lifted the covers up. Yeah. And I wanted to like correlate how laziness and anxiety kind of work. Cause like I said, I was diagnosed with chronic anxiety. Mm-hmm. So like how anxiety works is it kind of, it cripples your mind. So you would literally see and know that you have a ton of things to do. And because it's so overwhelming, your brain kind of like shuts down. So that's where the laziness comes into play because your your brain completely shuts down. You're like, you don't want to deal with this. So, and I was dealing with that with school as well. It's just like, I have so much assignments and instead of 
doing it, I'd be like, I'm, I'm good. I'm, I'm behind. I'm, I'm, you, your brain kind of like fights itself, yeah. <laughs> to be honest. So you just completely shut down. And for me, like I said, I don't know if I mentioned it, but for me, one of my coping mechanism is just sleeping. So I'll shut down and I'll just sleep for hours and hours, wake up for two hours, sleep again. It's yeah. So it's definitely something that a lot of people need to be more aware of instead of saying these things to people, because a lot of the times it's not pure laziness and it, it, it affects people growing up, kids growing up. You never know how that can impact a child, you know? That's fascinating because I think about, I try, I'm putting myself in your shoes right now. And I'm like, not to say if I have it or don't, because I don't want to like sit over here and self-diagnose myself. But I think about those times too, suffering with like, just that fear of anxiety. Like you said, feeling overwhelmed, like earlier this year, being overwhelmed with school. Um, I had a sick family member who was living with me and there was just like so much going on and then plus work. And I don't, I'm not a sleeper. I don't know. I feel like I have insomnia or some shit like that. But I'm the kind of person where when I start to feel like overwhelmed, I'm like, but it's not, sorry, not to cut you, but it also comes into play with that too. So it's kind of different. It it ranges. So you either don't sleep or you sleep a lot. So it it kind of, yeah. I might be the non-sleeper because I'll be that person and be like my kind of coping mechanism when I feel that sense of just like overwhelmed. I'm like, I would tell people, like, I will sit down and just, like, for example, binge my favorite TV show because I know what's going to happen. There's that sense of comfort there. Definitely. Same. <laughs> That's me with Harry Potter. Ah. <laughs> when I'm going through it, I'll watch that a million times. Really? <laughs> I'm over- I thought I was just, I'm like, I'm here watching anything 90s TV, give it to me. Like, I'm watching <laughs> The Nanny. I'm watching Friends, A Different World. Um, like anything that kind of puts me in that space with a different set of people, that's just pure joy. <laughs> wow. I I feel like I just learned something about myself. Hold up. <laughs> mm. Yeah. So you mentioned like, in a sense, the difference with, you know, growing up in Jamaica and then coming here. So how did growing up there and then versus living here in like your older years, did you see a difference regarding how the topic of mental health is approached and discussed? Because I feel like a lot of, even not just Jamaicans, but Caribbean um, people of, who come from the Caribbean or of Caribbean descent, African descent, just like Black in general, we kind of all have that same story where you're told to brush it aside, nothing's wrong with you, you're you're lazy, you know, you're just this or that. So what was the difference between dealing it dealing with it in Jamaica and dealing with it here? Yeah, so I'm gonna mention I'm gonna start off by saying I feel like the conversation definitely has changed mm. in Jamaica compared to when I was back there. That was what twenty sixteen that's the last time the last time, but when I officially moved here, twenty sixteen. Mm-hmm. The conversation has changed drastically. Uh, more people are talking about it. More people are coming out with their issues, and like it's kind of like a bo- <laughs> I, I don't want to I don't want to misstate the term. I don't think trauma bonding is. Oh, right. but yeah, a lot of people are like they they're discussing their issues more. So the conversation is definitely going on compared to back then. Uh, versus here, it's like you said, like you know how I mentioned my professor kind of pushed me to go see a counselor. I feel like back home something like that probably wouldn't have happened mm-hmm. because like you said a lot of people there but um in caribbean household black household they're kind of dismissive to anything mental health 
well now I feel I don't know I feel like it's getting better it's not the best because personally for me uh it was at the beginning it was I was kind of being dismissed with when I was having conversation with my own mom but now she's more open to the conversation like I'm kind of like teaching her she's trying to understand like I remember there was a point where she would send me YouTube videos or like links to stuff so I'm I'm grateful to have somebody that in my life like a parent that's open to understanding that what's happening uh so yeah I definitely feel like it it's it's how it's approached in Jamaica versus here it's it's completely different I feel like more whatever field or school I feel like they're more open here versus back home I don't know if it's changed I haven't been back in the system back home but based on what I'm seeing on social media um I've seen that the conversation has got definitely gotten better like more people are talking about it and to kind of take you back to the beginning of your answer can you describe to us what trauma bonding is because as simple as that term may be there might be some people who'll be like wait what was this See, that's the thing. I always get it confused myself because I, I think trauma bonding, don't quote me, <laughs> I think it has to do with uh, basically using, like you're in a, a toxic environment, mm-hmm. right? And you're so used to that environment that you kind of don't want to take yourself out of it. So that's why I was like, I don't think it's what I mentioned before where you're basically bonding over trauma. It's not necessarily that. It's like you're in a toxic environment, in a toxic relationship, friendship, whatever. And because you're so used to that particular setting, that particular person, you're bonded to that. So that's what is trauma bonding. So that's why a lot of people in like (laughs) long-term, this goes off the scope, but a lot of people that are in long-term relationships and they find that they, they can't leave or they don't, they they feel like they're stuck it's because they're trauma bonded they're so used to this particular environment that it feels difficult to to walk away interesting see this is why ladies gents this is why it's important to have these kind of conversations because you never know one what a person has gone through or what they're going through you can look at carrie and just be like she's you know your everyday girl just chilling doing her thing (laughs) But when you really hear these kind of stories, it really has you look at people differently, but differently in a good way where it's just like, wow, like I'm learning so much being educated like right now. And the amount of people who you are helping right now, bringing up this kind of conversation, being honest about your experience. That is actually something that I want to talk about too, where you said you never really know what someone's going about. I think one of the most annoying thing that I hate, like it's, good to see that it's it's being discussed on social media but I feel like a lot of the times people usually say these things on social media platforms when something happens mm-hmm. it's always when someone has has you know moved like <laughs> what's the word I don't want to be through some but yeah committed suicide yeah, it's true. or or it's always that and then they're like check on your strong friend and I just it it I don't know it aggravates me because it's like there's so many other ways you could be a better person to someone in your life whether you don't know if they're going through someone going through something but it's just like for me I I don't know what a lot of people are going through but I have a lot of like specific things that I do simply because like I don't know maybe it's because I've always felt a, a particular way growing up 
or it's probably things that I've wanted people to do for me. So I mm-hmm. do it. So one of the main things that I do is I always ask people if they're okay. So I, I have this thing where if I really care about you and you're in my space consistently, I'm always like, are you okay? Are you sure? Like I always ask that question. Like always. And, I, and it's not like a cordial thing. Like I do it to genuinely like know if you're good because a lot of the times people don't have people in their space to talk, talk to. And like I always want people to feel like I'm, that person they could talk to you absolutely know? So it's, it's, it's it's definitely keeping up certain like trying to do things so people feel more feel like you're open so they can come to you rather than tweeting when something happens check on your strong friends like there's so many other ways to help i like that i like the fact that you're making yourself a safe space yeah that's definitely something i try to do in my life with a lot of people <laughs> like even sometimes people that I'm not even close with. It's just, like I said, I've always, it, it goes deeper, way deeper, where, like, I feel like I've always felt alone, so I try to make other people not feel alone so, or feel, make people feel included. So, yeah, I'm always asking. I love that. And you do make a good point where I feel like there's a lot of these things that we do, quote-unquote, and this is generalizing a lot, although I try to avoid that, but what we do in a sense where it's like we wait until something happens before we have these tough conversations. And it's like, well, if we were having these conversations all along, we wouldn't need the tough conversations. We wouldn't need these series of events to happen. Probably a lot of them could have been avoided. Exactly. Mm-hmm. If people were just, if people felt like they had just even if you don't you don't you're not like educated on certain like to the topic of mental health I feel like just being open so someone feels comfortable enough to come to you so you could advise them to go elsewhere you know what I mean it's just like sometimes people just feel like people around them are so closed off that they they don't they feel like they don't have anyone to talk to so just just giving that energy of like being open I feel yes oh i love that i love and i love that you're doing that for people even whether you're close to them or not again that's you just making a difference and it shows like the kind of spirit that you have like do unto others what you want done (laughs) unto you pretty much that's really how i live Mm. to be honest i would say i'm not i i'm I, i i like to call myself a christian i love to call myself you know a child of god Although, you know, the house of the Lord has not seen me, but I feel like that's the one scripture I remember. <laughs> like, let's live by that. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's life's model right there. So now we talk about uh, mental health. How would you advise someone to come out um, and own, you know, their mental illness, own their struggles and say, I need help? especially when considering it's still a taboo topic for many people in many countries and many families. So personally, I talk about it a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, so one of the first conversations I have with people new or old is the fact that I do struggle with anxiety and depression. I tell them of like the possibility of my isolation and that the fact that it's a self-coping, my coping mechanism. For the most part, a lot of people will say isolation is not healthy. I would like to disagree in a sense. Like, I understand that part. And I do believe to some extent it's unhealthy. But I definitely believe that uh, 
you sometimes you need to take yourself out of a situation to to think and to to reevaluate so it's kind of like you need to separate to navigate you know what i mean so you need to take a step back think about what's happening what's causing this in your life what what cuz a lot of the times there people are triggers things can be triggers so you literally have to recently i found out a lot of things that that are possibly my triggers and um that's why like for the last year i've been doing so much better than i have in a while because i know the things that set me off and i tried my best to not put myself in a position to 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 get triggered if you get what i'm saying so yeah uh what was the next question what why yeah so it's definitely i feel like separating to navigate that's my that's my slogan to myself you need to separate to navigate okay dropping gems that's about to be my new instagram (laughs) caption how you mean (laughs) (laughs) i love that and i think i i do agree with that that's something that i feel like a lot of us kind of have to do and i think it kind of falls back you know we want to be everything for everybody we're trying to be all up in it we're just trying to show that hey we got this we're moving we're pressing forward and sometimes you need to take that step back. Sometimes you need to take that step back to analyze the people around you, the environment that you're in. Take a step back to realize, is this healthy for me? Is this working for me? And if not, how exactly. am I going to make those changes? Exactly. Mm. Girl. <laughs> Ooh. But for those people who can't even step back, then, like, what else would you suggest for them? Those ones who are really scared. Uh, yeah, so I, one of the, that that was me. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, one of the, the main things I would recommend is reach out to someone in your circle, maybe your best friend, someone that you feel extremely close to. Sometimes it's, it, it's hard to be that vulnerable because I struggle with that. I struggle with vulnerability. Mm-hmm like telling people how I'm feeling and what's happening but I've definitely grown past that and I definitely feel like it's something that others should uh take into consideration that you need to talk to someone uh like I said I love researching so even researching and learning more about what you could be possibly dealing with uh I recommend speaking to counselors and therapists and the thing the fact one thing I want to mention is therapists are so expensive so that that's why it's not one of the first things I said because a lot of people can't afford therapy and the good one of the good things about Canada is that they I found this out at the beginning of the pandemic when I was struggling the hardest uh and I was because I usually use the school counselors you know because it's covered in your Mm -hmm. tuition so when you're out of school you kind of need like okay I don't have therapy money (laughs) where am I gonna where am I going to get, I like help. Honestly. So one thing I did was I, Google's your friend. So I Googled and I found out that the government does fund uh, for counselors throughout the city. So you literally just need to search it up on Google. I haven't called in a while, so I don't have a specific number to recommend, but I do believe if you Google, it should come up because yeah, they do, the government has funding. So yeah, so reaching out to people, researching and seeking professional help whether it's through counselors that are free of cost or therapy if you can afford it i like the honesty right now when you're talking about therapy <laughs> and that being expensive and i think that's the first thing people always suggest <gasps> go to therapy and you know find that person and da, da, da. exactly do you are you giving me therapy money 
Are you sponsoring exactly. this therapist? Because baby girl. And right. We're not Oprah. Oprah right? We don't have it. Like you get a therapist. You get a therapist. You all get a therapist. <laughs> and it's like, oh, I wish. I wish. So I like the fact that, yeah, there's a lot of other, like you said, free resources out there. Whether it comes to the school or the government, find that person that you find as a confidant. And I've always mentioned this to people. And I'm like, you can check out like past episodes when I used to have, not used to, it's still there, but my personal YouTube channel. And I always talk to people about Denise. Denise went from being someone who, this was just my manager in the very beginning. She, she's known me since I've been like 16, 17. And for a lot of us, especially young black girls in the store working at the time, she became that confidant for a lot of us. There was no judgment. There was no bias. Like we would tell her like, gee, this is going on. That's going on. Like we need like an adult's opinion, but something that's like not biased. Like before we run to our mamas or our dads, like, what do you think? And she just became that soundboard for a lot of us to be like, wow, I get it now. Or I see myself or you see me. So it's good to have those kind of people, like you said, find that person that you can trust and that you can have these discussions with and know that your business is not going to be all up and through TMZ the next day. They're not going (laughs) to tell you what you want to hear, but what you need to hear. Use use discernment. We all have Mm -hmm. that. Use discernment. Oh my gosh. I love that. I love that. Now, my next question for you is... Since moving to Canada, how has it been navigating within a new country and developing a different lifestyle? Because now we've talked about mental health, but we also want to talk about navigating through life. And it's not easy. We're young adults. We're, you know, women in our 20s. But the difference between me and you, you are coming from a whole different country, honey. I've been here my whole life, born and raised. I know this city like the back of my hand. So how's it been for you? that's honest (laughs) especially if you're doing it yeah especially if you're doing it alone for the most part like for me yeah I have my 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 sisters they just moved here like not too long ago and we we have the support of our mom but at the same time she's not here you know so for me it it's definitely has been a catalyst moving here has been a catalyst in my life as it relates to self-growth um like I said my mom she basically did everything so I came from a home where she was like the consistent person that was basically putting the 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 golden spoon in my mouth kind of is that the word is that the (laughs) thing I had like a golden spoon in my mouth and it was like yanked out as soon as I moved here because I had to face the extreme response. I'm just picturing that right now like a child and you just try to force (laughs) that spoon out there (laughs) yeah so it's definitely it's definitely a challenge. Uh, I knew it would take place, but nothing really could have like prepared me, honestly. <laughs> but it's working. I'm not on my face. <laughs> right, because you said you've been here since 2016. Yeah, it's almost six years. So what what pushed you to take that leap? I always I always like asking people this because I'm like I feel like you're coming from a place that I feel like still has so much and it has no winter. So why, why why would you purposely leave the hot sun <laughs> and the beach at your fingertips? 
succumb here in this hustle and bustle of a winter weather? So for me, it's like I said, that year specifically, I was going through, I want to say prior to this depressive state that recently ended, I think that year in particular, I went through like the ultimate depressive state. And oh. I was going to university. I was going to one of the top universities back home. And I already, I had a job in the field I was studying for. All I had to do was graduate and the job was mine. Like I was literally working at the place that was my oh, shit. And I remember sitting there one day and thinking, I don't want to do this for the rest of my life. <laughs> I was like, this is not what I want to do. I And I was going through so much. I was like... I just need a new environment. And I literally sat there that day at my desk and I Googled schools in Canada. <laughs> and I called my mom literally at the desk as a thought popped into my head. I was like, mom, I'm going to Canada. And she's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm, I want to go to Canada. I can't do this anymore. I don't want to uh, study this. I don't want to leave. Yui, which is the school I used to go to, University of the West Indies. And my mother's like, wait, wait, when you get home, when you get home. <laughs> I'm like, I got home and I started, I was like, I don't want, I want to leave. Mm-hmm. And the thing that I love about my mom is like, she's super supportive. And oh, like, I love that. Even though, even though like, we spent so much money going to university back home, I literally just dropped out and I just was on a plane within, I applied uh, within two months. And by then, by I want to say June the next year, I was, like, preparing to come to Canada. Damn. <laughs> so I was, like, I was on it. I was, like, I'm ready to go. I, I, this is just not the life I want. I, this is just not where I want to be right now. Like, Jamaica is not where I see myself right now, and I want to go. And the thing with me is when I put my mind to something, like, I put my mind and I'm going towards There's whatever. no changing it. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that's definitely why I left the, the beautiful sun and beaches. Like, I always rather that. I'm like, if someone were to tell me I have a ticket, go to Jamaica tomorrow, I would have been like, bye. My my bag's <laughs> been packed. It's waiting in the corner. Just tell me what time I have to reach at the airport. I'll find the rest of the rest of my way. Yeah, trust me, I miss it. So I need, I get it. <laughs> trust me, I always tell people, anyone who comes up here and then you come up here alone. I'm assuming you don't have any other family up here prior to your sisters, right? I do, but we're not close. So they live in a different city. So it's literally just me and my sisters in Toronto by ourselves. So see, even that, I, have to, I always have to give people props for that because I always think about it. And I'm like, would I be able to just up and leave? Like, no family, no really job or anything kind of set. It's like, you're kind of just, let's just drop you in the middle of the ocean and you figure out how to swim. So anyone who really comes here, comes here, just goes anywhere outside of their comfort zone and does that. Round of applause because my behind could never. <laughs> Thank you. I'd be like, Mom, I don't Thank know what am I doing. You. Like, I want to come home. That would be me. Nah, I home is not an option to go back to. Hey, <laughs> oh girl, you you strong. <laughs> oh, was Canada like always your first choice, or would you did you have plans to go anywhere else? The funny thing is, majority of my family is in the U.S. Like, majority. I literally only have, like, one set of family oh. here. But majority is in the U.S. I don't know. I just felt like I'm not really a fan of the U.S. Well, for a lot of mm-hmm. reasons. And, like I said, I, I kind of 
when I think about it, I think it, I was trying to just escape. And I tried to escape to the place where it's not too far mm-hmm. from people, but it's not too close. So, like, I have, if I ever, if anything's supposed to go wrong, I have somebody to run to, but they're not the close. I don't know if you get what I'm saying. It's kind it's of like, like you're still wanting independence. Like, like, if you're going to take this yeah. adventure, you're going to go full swing. Yeah, and I wouldn't go to, like, Europe because, like, I don't think I have family there. And I feel like I need, even though I'm not close to the ones here, it's just, like, I have the ability to reach out <laughs> if anything goes wrong. Yeah. So it's kind of like, yeah. Oh, girl, you you good. <laughs> but I get that. I, I feel like that's such, that builds, that really builds character. Helps with your independence, helps with your growth. Listen. Ooh. It definitely did. <laughs> it changed my my like so much has changed about me. So like I always tell people back home when they reach out to me, they're like they're they're like, Oh, it's just regular Carrie and I'm like, You don't know this Carrie, I promise mm, you. <laughs> yesterday's price is oh, not today's Carrie. price. The one you, you you thought you knew. You knew <laughs> Carrie, you don't know Carrie. Bad. Yes, you 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 better level up on them. How you mean? I ain't mad at you. <laughs> I don't even mean like stunting like that. I just mean like mental, mentally. I'm just like I'm so different. But that's the thing. So, People so expect different. because they knew you or they knew who you were or the thought of you. They expect you to be the same. And people don't understand. You will True. grow. Who you are today is not who you were two years ago. It's not who you were in 2016 or 2002. You're supposed to grow. And I find that people who don't exactly. accept that, they have, they're stuck at this mindset. And like it's like a stunted growth. You miss out on so much opportunity. You miss out on really learning about yourself and accepting your true self. So yeah, it's not stunting on them at all. It's coming into your being and who you're supposed to be. Exactly. Mm. Oh, girl. Ooh, touching the spirit right now. Hallelujah. <laughs> now, I want to know, what advice would you give those trying to make that move? Especially like you like you did. You're a solo female. Mind you, Carrie is this tiny little girl. And I'm just like, hold up. I feel like I'm like twice your size. How the hell? <laughs> so anyone trying to make that move as a solo female, what advice would you give them? Have a plan. Oh, yes. <laughs> have a plan and also one thing i want to say about that specific plan situation too you can have a plan but don't beat yourself up if you fall off course because when i tell you i fell off course so many times and i felt like it was the end of the end and it's not that's real (laughs) you just need to realize yeah it's just you just have to realize that this certain path like the path you're taking right now maybe that's not that's the path for you or it's not for you right now so it's just like i said previously give yourself grace so yeah have a plan but understand that that plan might not go according to the way you wanted it to to be uh another thing which i'm struggling with right now and it's kind of like finding a community Mm. i've been trying (laughs) because i'm very antisocial i wouldn't say i'm antisocial i'm i think i'm social i'm just introverted so once you get past that introverted state of me and I'm like, hey. so that it affects me a lot when it comes to being social with people. 
So like finding a community. Um, yeah, have a plan, find a community, and just stay motivated. Don't give up. See, <laughs> I like that. I want to go back to you saying first is having the plan. And I think that's one thing where people expect everything needs to go. Like I'm ticking off everything on my list to the teen. It's like there's so many Listen. things that will kind of knock you off, but it's up to you to get back up. Listen, what if you know my story? <laughs> I fell off my plan so much. Like it it literally I wanna say it broke me. And it I had to sit with myself one day and be like, You're not a failure. Like you it, you just need your time. It's just not your time. <laughs> it's just oh. not your time. And your time will come. You know, maybe this time around wasn't for you. And you That's know, it's so funny. I've seen so many things. Yeah, so many things fall into within the last year. So many things have fallen into place, and I'm like, now I get why that didn't happen when it needed to happen. Mm. So yeah, <laughs> it's definitely, it's definitely something that you need to just. I keep using that word grace because I definitely wasn't giving myself grace within the last two years, and I want people to get that and understand that you need to give yourself grace and realize that you cannot always you're not always going to be successful when you want to be successful sometimes things are going to happen sometimes you're going to fail you just get back up move forward look here giving grace and knowing that you have to trust the process and trust the timing yeah exactly exactly Mm, I feel like that's what I'm kind of going through right now because I've always been saying since I finished my undergrad in 2019 and between now and then the struggle of finding that job, finding that community, finding that thing that works and that makes me happy. I used to look at other people who graduated around the same time as me between high school and now who graduated from the same school and I'm looking at them like I used to be like why am I not there yet? What am I doing wrong? What, like, I'm so confused because why am I still in this position that I told myself I was going to be out of three, four years ago? But you know what? You're right. Sometimes the timing of things, not you have to trust and it depends on what you believe in the universe, God, whatever, but you have to trust that timing and you can't always rely on yourself and what you expect to happen because it will never always go like that exactly listen you know the struggle that I was going Mm -hmm. through and when I tell you I want to say 2019 2020 2021 Carrie would have fell apart like fell apart (laughs) and now I'm just like you know what it's not like I'm just sitting back and letting life pass me but at the same time I'm just not I'm not beating myself up you know Cause that's what I used to do. I used to beat myself up a lot. Now I'm just like, if it's for me, I'm giving my best. I'm trying my best, and if if it's just not working out, it's it's just not working out. <laughs> what will be for you will be for you. Allow exactly. it to come to you. Don't chase it. So true. Mm, oh gosh, I'm telling you, this conversation is in the spirit right now. <laughs> Because, like, I, I feel this. Because I'm like, 
where I am right now and everything I feel like is finally falling into place the way not even the way I wanted it to but the way I didn't expect it to and I'm like if 2019 me finishing school and whatnot is seeing what 2022 me is doing and about to do like that's my girl Listen, you're, you're preaching. <laughs> yeah, oh my god. It's like, it's just coming f- just like from black to white. Like, flip the switch. Like, here we are. Mm. Now, on this journey, maintaining your mental health and navigating life, what is that one lesson you learn and that you want to share with others? And mind you, you've dropped bare gems tonight. So I just want to know, like, is there any that we didn't touch on yet? Like, what is that one thing? Yeah, that this is, if I was supposed to have a shirt, <laughs> I would have this on the shirt and it's create boundaries. Ooh, Listen. wait, wait, you got, you got to take that pause, that moment <laughs> of silence. Let, let that simmer, sim simmer, let that simmer. Say it again. Create boundaries Mm, one more time (laughs) create boundaries (laughs) like y'all are laughing with us but you know it's true those two words are hitting you we like oh damn go ahead carrie tell us about creating boundaries one of the main reasons if not the major reasons a lot of people struggle with uh struggle mentally is because they're trying to be everything for everyone, mm. right? Uh, and that's one that if if you know me, I'm always willing to put people before myself just for like it's like I told like I said before, right? Um, uh, I try to be there, try to be that safe space for, for people. And hello. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I try to be that safe place for space for people to the point where it would be at the expense of myself yes and for a long time i i just i just didn't understand because a lot of the times a lot of people not saying the people that need these safe space are the ones that do this but a lot of the times you'll run into people that would take advantage of the fact that you're that specific type of person that you're so open and so and such a good person like a nice good person Mm -hmm. you know and they take advantage so you definitely have to create boundaries because people will become entitled because you constantly have been there for them so they feel like that one time that you you're not able to show up that you're the worst person in the world and I promise you that's been a thing in my life where I will be going I'll be doing the most and when I take back my energy because I'm not doing okay and if I'm not doing okay I can't be there for you and a lot of people because you've been extending yourself so much they feel like they're so entitled to you so you definitely have to set these boundaries so people can understand that listen i i can be there for you but i can be there for myself i need to be there for myself more if yeah two if not more you know and even though you said one thing i wanted to Girl, say yes, drop thing, the gems up the gems which is another thing which is the ability to always wanting to be understood i want people to to stop that <laughs> if me, you I if always you like, oh I all back then I always felt the need to be understood mm-hmm. to the point where like 
I was over explaining myself so much like when I tell you I'd be like listen like I, like I would be going on and on like this is what's happening this is what mm-hmm. and I'd be over explaining myself consistently and one thing that I learned is the people that see you see you like you mm. don't need to consistently be telling people you know things consistently for them to get that you're not doing okay or you can't be there right now you know you can't like this is what's happening with you you know stop trying to find the need to be understood and that goes with family with platonic relationship romantic relationship let it go because a lot of the times it's the people that surround you that set off the triggers that might ultimately put you in your worst state look here i need a moment of silence I feel like I just got red and exposed up and down. These are literally, this is me just talking about my past self. Me talking about my past self. These are, this is the gems that I needed for myself. And I want people because they're all, I'm obviously not like the only person dealing with this. Like you said, like you, it's hitting you. So there are definitely other people out there that, that stuff like this is happening too and they need this kind of information i keep telling people this is why i love this platform this is why i love having this podcast this is why i love talking with people these are the conversations that need to be had these are the things that like you said we wish we heard five ten years ago that we heard as kids as teenagers exactly Yep. <laughs> yep. Because when I tell you, I, one of the main things that I was like, because over the last year, I kind of completely removed these specific types of people mm-hmm. from my life. And I promise you, I've never been more at peace when I tell you. Because if you have to constantly, it constantly, people feel like, constantly arguing like yeah you need to communicate but you don't need to be bickering 24 7 all the time around the clock you don't need to be trying to prove yourself when if i feel like if you meet someone like for me i'm very open with who i am as a person so off the bat i'm telling you like i like to communicate like i like I don't like being on the phone for, like, I set specific boundaries. I don't like to be on the phone for a certain amount of time, um, hours. Like, so if you're having people that are constantly, like, it's like hitting Mm -hmm. a wall all the time, it's just maybe that person isn't for you. Those people aren't for you. If relationships, whether platonic, romantic, family, it shouldn't be at the expense of your mental health. It shouldn't be a thing where it's constant, like, worries mm-hmm. all the time. Constant, like, yeah. Oh, my gosh. You know you're coming back on the show, right? We need a part two of this. <laughs> I'm getting my whole life right now. I tell you, this is my passion. This is what I love talking about this because... I don't know, it's definitely, because I, I struggled so much. I struggled so much growing up that, like, I, I needed to educate myself, and me educating myself makes me want to educate yes. others. 
you know, because a lot of the times people don't know what they're going through. And uh, I don't have all the answers for sure. But like, what I've learned, I can pass on. Girl, if you, mm, this is giving Iyanla fix my life. <laughs> <laughs> and what I love the most is that, like you said, you're talking from experience. You're not talking about just based off what comes up first in a Google search. Exactly. Like you've been through it. You've had to ride the wave to come out of it. You had to read up on it to really assess, be like, what is going on with me internally, externally? Why am I attracting this kind of energy? Mm-hmm. Which that's another thing too, which is so much this, this goes so much deeper, but like, as you said, attracting certain energies. For me, I realized that sometimes it's a part of you that you need to fix as well while you're entertaining certain energies mm. around you. So I find that what I find that when I was in a certain state or where I was mentally, I was attracting people different, like the same specific types of people in my life mm-hmm. over and over. So it was like a pattern, like pattern of friendships, pattern of relationships, the same people I was attracting in my life. And when I, I literally took, like I said, separate to navigate. So I took time out to myself and I kind of like reflected. I'm like, what is happening with you? What's happening with me? Why I keep entertaining and allowing these specific types of people in my life. And I found the reason and I've, I'm actively trying to fix it. So, yeah, it's definitely a lot of the times it starts with you as well. Accountability. That's no... Okay. <laughs> Look here. That's another thing too. And I think we're always so quick to point the fingers and there's that cheesy saying, but when there's, Mm -hmm. when you point the finger, there's always a finger pointing back at you. And that's what kind of reminds you, whatever you go through at the end of the day, unfortunately, most times it's still a two way street. Yes. Look at that person. Look at that situation, that environment, but look at yourself. Are you taking accountability? Are you removing yourself from the situation? How are you adding better to your life? What can you do on your end? You can't just leave it up to that to that exactly. person or else it may never get done. For sure. Listen, <laughs> one thing about me, I'm going to self-evaluate. I'm a self-evaluate though. I am not perfect. I know my I know my issues and what I need to fix. And I try my best to not perfect. It take it really takes a confident and strong person to say that, and a real person at that. For sure. Oh, now this this is that heavy question. I always say I love and hate this question. I love it because it's gonna make you go deep within <laughs> yourself. It's so simple yet so deep, but at the same time, it also tells me that we're coming towards the end of the episode. So, Carrie, I want you to take a step back for a second. You know, close your eyes, put yourself in that space, clear your head. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, setting the, I'm setting the mood. And I want you to tell our listeners, what does it mean to be unapologetically Carrie? What does it mean to be unapologetically Carrie? I... It means I will always choose me, <laughs> and no matter what. And 
let me start off by saying this sounds really selfish. <laughs> like it sounds, it sounds, it sounds really selfish. But I, what I want people to understand is, it's like I mentioned earlier, you can be there for people, but you need to be there for yourself more. So for me, if I find myself in a position where something is consistently disrupting my peace, I'm gonna choose me. And I'm going to walk away every single time. It doesn't matter who you are, how close we are. If I find that you consistently bring a negative kind of energy, like I, it, it trigger. talked about triggers. If it's triggering me to put me in a state that I don't want to get back to, I'm going to choose me. I'm going to walk away. So yeah, unapologetically, I choose me. <laughs> mm, mm. Snaps for that. Snaps for that. Oh, Carrie, before we go, I'm 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 leaving it on a high note. I ain't even gonna respond to that. I need that. I need the <laughs> listeners to just let that sink in. Before we go, tell everyone again where they can find you. I don't know, help you out, send you a check, girl, something. Mm-mm, these people need to hear this voice. <laughs> I'm only accessible on Instagram right now. <laughs> So yeah, it's Carrie Lee's K E R R Y Lee's E L I Z E. Don't worry, y'all. We're gonna get her on some more platforms. I need this girl to come out with her own show. <laughs> teach me, honey. Teach me. Oh my gosh! And on that note, this concludes today's episode. I want to thank my guest Carrie once again for joining me today. Make sure you follow her on social media, specifically Instagram. As for the podcast, follow the show on Good Pods at Unapologetically Her on Instagram at unapologetically her and subscribe to the YouTube channel unapologetically her podcast. We're on the road to a hundred subscribers y'all. You can also listen to the show on all streaming platforms such as Spotify and Apple podcasts. Lastly, check out my blog unapologeticallyher.ca and fill out the Google form to be my next guest. Thank you all so much for listening and I'll catch you in the next episode. Much love. Peace. <laughs>